Welcome to episode four of the Unnamed Adventures podcast. Today we'll give you an update about our thru-hike trip preparations and answers to the numerous questions we received about our upcoming adventure on the AT. Welcome and happy Humpter! <laughs> <laughs> uh, we thought we'd give you guys a little update of what's been happening in our world since last week. Uh, not really a ton. I mean, we're exhausted and it's been ridiculously crazy, but like, not like all these major life events, like selling the house and closing on it like we did the week before. And so this has just yeah, been it, like... It's still been pretty chaotic. Um, you know, you think, think it's one thing's done and then it's... Five other things. Five other things that, yeah, we got to get done and ready and prepped for. Yeah. But last week was really fun. Last Friday, um, my parents hosted a going away party for us at Loud American Roadhouse, which is a bar in Sturgis. And that was really fun. The people were really nice. Um, The staff there and the food was yummy. And uh, of course, their steak tips. They're known for their steak tips. So those were really popular. But they rented out the uh, loft area. So that was fun. We kind of had a little bit of privacy and had a good turnout and was chatting with everybody. And uh, we actually ended up getting a ton of questions, like kind of bombarded. So that's why we decided to do a uh, episode just about everybody's questions since we kind of were seeing a trend in a lot of the similar ones. So we'll do that after we give you guys an update. Yeah. And so at at the party, it was kind of cool. One of our uh, friends gave us a card and congratulated us on being homeless. Yeah. They're like, congratulations <laughs> on your homelessness. And it was just, oh gosh, it's been what a week. Oh, like over a week and still chuckling about the card and there was more to it than that but like it was just really funny because they totally get i don't know we yeah, well, like we're they doing got and, it. <laughs> yeah and that's what we're doing on the through hike we're gonna be homeless for a little bit so yeah uh, yeah staying with my parents and feeling like a kid again and all that i mean they've been awesome but you know how it is when you're not like yeah, yeah. yeah. you know we're in our 30s yeah. and we're like at home but it's okay so yeah. anyway no, only fun. a few more days um, and then there were some issues that came up with a vehicle. Yeah. So had to do a little bit of vehicle repair. Luckily it was not blizzard conditions, uh, like the previous weekend. So it was super nice out. So the dogs were able to run. I was able to fix the car, get it up and running. Um, and when he says, um, the dogs were able to run, I was doing my own thing in the house and I look out and I see Pippi and Sammy just looking at him, like down at him. He's underneath the vehicle. They're not going anywhere. They're just making sure to seeing what Papa's doing. It was really cute. Yeah, trying <laughs> to throw the ball. So it probably took twice as long as it should have. But yeah. it got it all fixed up. Um, then we really loaded up a bunch bunch of more stuff uh, and put it into the storage unit. Which we were amazed, actually, um, in what could go in there. Because we had some miscellaneous stuff left. Um, from the house like we had a dolly and all the stuff that are the topper was full and and then we go to we go early to work one day to stop at the storage unit and we're like oh um where is this all gonna go and somehow we miraculously fit it in there so that little 10 by 10 storage unit is packed to the gills yeah there's not gonna be a whole lot more uh, going in there no, luckily we only have, I think, a little bag of extra clothes, so not too bad. And then our jobs have just been super crazy. We both want to leave on a really positive note because we've been so fortunate to work for such great companies that have been really supportive of what we're doing. And uh, so it's just been such an encouragement. And so I know for me, I've had some reports I've had to write and 
instructions for whoever the new person is and going over all that. And there's just all these things to kind of follow up with. And um, just so hopefully that transition period goes well. Yeah. Yeah. And that, that same, same for me, just tons of different reports and just making sure leaving the guys on that I work with on a positive note and you know, that they have continued success. Well, and then we were on the news a couple days or a couple days ago. So that was really fun. So then like, and as I guess is one of the more popular uh, local news stations that like where I work, like the people I'll watch it because I was getting text messages and IMs and emails. I saw you on the news. And so that was really fun, especially since we just leave in a few days to have people kind of know now what we're doing. Um, that maybe we don't talk to all the time, but then now know, oh, that was you. I saw you on the news. <laughs> yeah, same here. And I got a pretty open office, so people are just walking by all the time. So trying to get stuff down is very difficult, but uh, long nights and uh, it'll, it'll be weird not having to do something. Didn't except you say... hike and cook food and rock out the podcast. Well, yeah, and I think Jake was staying on the drive down because um, it's about an hour drive from Rapid City to where we're staying at my parents' place. And he said on there that someone said that he worked with it really takes about a week to two weeks to get like out of the mindset and the rela- like into the rel- relaxation and de-stressing of your regular like work. And so that'll be interesting. So right around the time we start backpacking will be when we're like ready to start backpacking. So yeah. Yeah, so that's pretty much what's been going on this week. We thought we'd kind of keep it short and sweet because it's not, I mean, really that exciting. It's just kind of final prep stuff. So, uh, yeah, so we're going to do a little ad segment and then we will have our Q&A. So we hope you stick around. And now for our Q&A segment of the podcast. These are questions asked by non-hikers about our through hike. Question one, how will you handle only wearing one outfit? And how many pairs of undies do you plan on bringing? Now, to preface all these questions, these are questions that have been asked actually by a variety of people since, you know, all these different people found out that we're going. Um, So kind of like strangers, people from work, family, friends. Um, But these are all questions for people who either have never been backpacking or only do day hiking or not even into the outdoors at all. So, um, but most of these actually are stuff that we researched that we now know the answers to of how we're going to handle them does not mean that <laughs> it's going <laughs> to be right, but we won't know that until we get on the trail and actually do it. So this is all in theory. And then we thought we'd actually answer these questions again when we're done with the through hike and be like, this is actually how it worked out. Our theory didn't pan out or it did perfectly, or we tweaked it this way. So yeah, anyway, that being said. Yeah, because this is both of our first through hike that we're doing. Um, so for myself, I think I'll handle it fine. Um, how many pairs of undies? I'm going to bring three different pairs of undies uh, to be able to rotate through. Well, yeah, and the, that's the thing is that your private area and your socks are really very important because, the, the well, one, you need your feet in good shape to hike all that far. And then if your private area is having issues, you got a lot of bigger fish to fry than some blisters <laughs> on your feet. So um, I'm also bringing, actually, no, I'm bringing two pairs. I have some special ones, actually, that I got from REI. They're Patagonia underwear, and I've tested them on different day hikes and working out and um, different things like that. And they're, they fit me really well in regards to the cut and they're, um, I actually don't know the type of material it is, but it's kind of like a wicking material, but it 
you can actually wash them and then they're quick drying. So that's what I actually plan to do. The one that I have on during the day, I'll actually like rinse that in the, or get some, you know, rinse it in the stream or whatever, because there's a lot of water on the Appalachian Trail and then dry those out since they're quick drying and then always have a dry pair to wear before I go to bed. Um, because with um, outfits, I actually have, for me personally, I have one like full outfit that I'm wearing, but there's all these different layers. So though it's one outfit, there's different parts to it. And then I have my dry outfit. So specifically, I have my long johns that are a medium weight long john. I have my moisture wicking long pairs of pants that zip off to three quarter length. I also am wearing a, I have a short sleeve wool shirt for when it gets hot because it'll be a lot warmer there than it is here. I have a wool, a cool, a cool wool quarter zip. That is super cute. I really like it. I got it from Roaming Around on sale last season. I love it. Uh, shout out to Roaming Around. They always have really good sales. And then I have my rain jacket and then a hat and glove, you know. So, I mean, that's, yeah, it's one outfit, but it has all these layers. So you have multiple tops. You're able to wash them when you need to and dry them. And and they all have multiple purposes. It's not just going to be for one thing. Um, exactly. You know, if it's going to be cold out, you got a pair of long johns going to wear. If it's chilly in the morning, put that underneath my shorts. Mm -hmm. um, you know, so there's different aspects that you can use these on the through hike. It's not just going to be one specific need. Um, but it's really just going to be essentially one complete outfit that we're going to have on the trail because every little weight adds up really quickly and we've been backpacking for a number of years and when we pack something it has a multiple it always has multiple purposes or it's one purpose it is the most compact and efficient system that it can be like our jet boil we weighed the jet boil stove system to the little the, guy the msr pocket rocket and with, with the cooking with the cedar stomach pot uh, set no it was a tea kettle set we had two cups in it and a little lid and we ended up being the same weight and we decided to do the jet boil because it takes one minute to boil water so you're gonna have less fuel that you're gonna use the fuel canister fits inside of the jet boil um apparatus and so it takes up less space in your pack and then all of our food correlates with boiling water or it's just eat as you go. And so everything we've done has been very intentional. So all these questions, we've, um, we've either already knew the answer because we've been doing this long enough or we actually Googled, not Googled, but either listened to other podcasts or looked at forums and asked these same exact questions. People ask about outfits all the time. And the biggest thing that people end up doing that we hear is they end up overpacking clothes and then either sending them home or leaving them in the um, boxes. The what are they called? The yeah, draw a uh, blank on it. They're the boxes on the AT trail, like the shelters that people can leave stuff behind, and then other people that need something can take it. I can't think of the term, but um, so we didn't want to do that. We wanted to be very intentional. And then the other outfit that I have, it's actually cotton, and I have a Lululemon leggings, and then I have a cotton. Uh, matching top because I wanted to feel cute because I knew I was going to feel grody um, to sleep in because um, especially like from chafing or like if you're really hot, I hate the feeling of the sleeping bag. And so I wanted to have my legs and like my body like protected and like there's nothing worse than like dry fit on your body if you're sunburned or chafed. So I know you're not supposed to 
cotton when you're backpacking, but technically I'm sleeping. So that's why I packed it. <laughs> and then of course a dry pair of socks, uh, three pairs of socks for me. I'm um, two on the trail um, to have like, if one gets really wet, you have your morning pair and your afternoon pair and then the dry pair for night time. Cause it's again, really important to keep your feet uh, protected. Yeah. And I'll be doing the same for the sock situation. I'll just be wearing a pair of darn tough socks. I and I'm still debating on my second set of shoes that I'll be bringing if I'm going to be hiking in sandals or not, because uh, I pretty much do it all the time around here. But uh, definitely going to start off with some ankle boots, but possibly progress into sandals. Well, and we have a question about boots at the bottom. Uh, something that I learned because I we'd actually you, we're probably going to each need about three pairs of shoes, whether it's sandals or boots. For me, I have um really high arches and just a hair. Um, over of a wider width for a shoe, I need a boot to support my uh, arches and not just have really sore feet. I mean, I'll have sore feet anyway, but having the boot really helps. Like for me, I would never do a sandal, um, but I may end up doing a lighter weight boot. So we're going to see. But one of the things we researched was, oh, do you buy your shoes first and like wear them in? And they're like, no, 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 don't do that. Because as you lose weight, your gait changes and thus your um, foot design in your foot that you wear in changes and so you don't want to wear it in and then have to like get blisters all over again or whatever so um we'll buy shoes as we go and then just kind of fit them in as we go yeah yeah for sure um next question question number two will you have intimate time while on the trail yeah this is a question from my sister so uh <laughs> um, <laughs> she's blushing right now <laughs> Well, and, you know, yeah, we're married and we love each other and we enjoy each other's, you know, smell. But that being said, I mean, you know, if we haven't been showered in like four or five days, I can't imagine we're going to want to do that. But again, um, we there's water where we're going that we can try to stay somewhat fresh. And then also we're going into town to resupply every three to seven days. It does vary. And so I would assume that we would just have that personal time you know when we would be as close to fresh and showered as possible yeah, as we can be because i mean honestly too you're just tired you feel gross so you know that uh, hinders that that as well so you gotta feel good you know to be in that moment exactly <laughs> uh the next question is also from um pretty much like every woman that has talked to me is what will you do when you get your period now i did say that i would do an episode dedicated to women's hygiene on the trail after i've been on the trail um so what i have done to prepare for this is i've read a lot of women's forums about because this question is i mean it's constant there's debates about what to use a diva cup the tampon the pad i mean there's so many different options what i have found that i that i've tested um like for the last three months of seeing how it works and fixing and playing with you know see what really works and i'm using the diva cup um, I'm 35. So there's actually two different ones. There's ones I think for people over 35 who've had kids and then like 35 and under who haven't had kids. Well, I'm 35 and haven't had kids. So the, the, that one fits me. Um, even though I'll be over 35 in August, but so that's the one that works really well for me. Um, I read the instructions twice over to make sure I fit it correctly for myself. Um, which you have to like rotate it uh, like 360 degrees. There's all these like tri tri tricks to it that I've um, prepped to make it so it works really well. 
And then um, I have a um, like a panty liner that I use that I will pack out. But then the nice thing with the Diva Cup is that you don't have to carry out any gross, nasty trash, which grosses me out. I don't want to have to do that. And so just having a more conducive panty liner that, you know, you can just roll up and put in your little airtight baggie and not have to think about is the way I'm going. So um, the other question with that is, oh, you know, with wash your hands and things like that, you know, there's going to be water. I'll have my water bottle as well to wash my hands, but I also have hand sanitizer and, um, you know, it's kind of learning to go a little bit in regards to uh, finessing, but you actually only have to take it out twice a day. So every 12 hours, uh, which is very, uh, helpful when you're, um, doing a through hike all day. Yeah. And that kind of dives into how we're going to be, be able to use, you know, uh, wipes. So we got some wipes that we're packing along with us, uh, for our whole body. Um, and they're just kind of, I'm using dude wipes. I absolutely love them. It's probably just the name that yeah, totally. <laughs> I, I, I love using them. He um, saw them on a shark tank. shark tank and was all about them. And so he went and bought them. And actually they are, I have to say, they are really nice. They're like triple the size of a normal like baby wipe or a generic wipe that you'd get. So he has the luxury wipes. I have just the, we had like, I don't know how many packs of general wipes we had gathered over the years. So we like used all of those and then I bought an additional pack. So I have um, just like kind of your standard size wipe and we'll do one a day. And then I also bought a sensitive skin um, face wipe for my face um, just because I, uh, I really do have sensitive skin. I didn't want to use one that maybe would be more harsh and have my uh, skin break out with a rash. So that's going to be kind of supplement. Uh, we both have uh, some Norex rags that we can actually just kind of boil in water to release all the dirt, the dirt and everything on it. It's pretty crazy seeing it actually work. So we're going to be able to utilize those as well. Um, and the wipes, that's how we can get away with only using one wipe a day. Well, and the follow-up question with that was, how can you use one wipe a day for your whole body when, you know, normally one one wipe is used for your face? Well, we're not doing a full body wipe each day. What you're going to be using those areas for is for your private areas and then your armpits. That's just to freshen the areas. Um, really, when you're out, you know, passing the water, you need to clean your legs or you just like rinse them with water, you know, and then you get that shower when you're in town. I mean, that's kind of what it is. Uh, one of the things that was kind of funny with all the questions we got is just this constant theme of, oh, but you're going to be smelly. You're going to be dirty. You're going to be uncomfortable. <laughs> And that's a thing to keep in mind um, as someone who is looking at doing a through hike or is interested in backpacking. Um, you know, it's not the whole point is not to be like, I'm going to be super comfortable the whole time and have the best time ever the whole time. No, you're going to get sore. You're going to get feel gross at times. You're going to be sweaty. Um, you're going to probably fall down. I mean, things you're happen. Get a little you trip. Scrape. Yeah, you're going to trip. You're going to stab your toe. Maybe you get poison ivy. You know, there's things that happen. But it's when it's your passion and your love of the outdoors, you endure the things that are uncomfortable. And for us, um, yeah, we're going to be stinky at times, you know, oh, yeah. probably 90% <laughs> of the time. But we're going to be doing what we love, following our dream. It's just like, what better, how much could it get any better than that? You know, um, because this is what we're passionate about. So with that, you know, 
comes some uncomfortableness. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and that kind of reminded me of our, our trip to Theodore Roosevelt oh. National Park. Uh, this last time we went, just with the sheer amount of ticks that we had. Oh, my gosh. Um, so one of the questions was, what are we going to do to avoid ticks? Um, we kind of touched base on this on a previous episode with treating our our gear tents with a permethrin spray. And that's really one of our biggest prevention things that we're going to do. Um, the amount of ticks that we had at Theodore Roosevelt. Unreal. Park, <laughs> they're just attracted to Amy. I mean, I, I was hiking in sandals. I had a couple on my feet. No biggie. Plucked them off. You know, they, they didn't get too much of my blood. <laughs> I guess I'm not as sweet well, as Amy. But, but the uh, other thing to note, too, as long as you pull them off within 48 hours, you're not going to get Lyme's disease. Is what they say. Still check. I mean, I don't think we'd ever have been... Uh, that intimate of checking all areas of the body before we went into the tent. And then we get into the tent and Jake has another one on his back. I mean, we just had looked there. It was the worst. It was in the spring and it was just so wet. And of course we were going through the grass and what I learned, I think, which is a theory we'll find out of course now where we go through the tick areas is the pants that I had were just a hair, um, kind of pilly. Barely, barely at all. And I, hundreds, hundreds of ticks I had on me. I lost count so many times. They were like an army crawling up my pant legs. <laughs> and I'm also very pale. Um, and they do say that, um, like, insects are attracted to, like, that type of blood. I don't know. We just watched a Naked and Afraid episode. And who gets sent home because of bug bites? Is the pale redheaded. Now, I'm not a redhead, but I'll tell you what, I got pretty much fair skin as he does. And so, anyway, who knows if, if that's the case. But anyway. Um, and, and of course, on that trip, we didn't treat our clothing either with permethrin no, or, we didn't. or any, you know, type of bug treatment on there. So, lesson learned. Uh, we well, definitely got our packs to tent, clothing all sprayed down and covered. So, we should be locked down for that. Well, yeah, and for the Theodore Roosevelt trip, we use just the regular, like, deet spray, the off stuff. And the thing about that is that eats your gear away. So we're like, oh, we're just going to put it, like, on our arms and whatever. Well, then you're putting, like, poison on your arms. So with the actually after that trip, that's when we brought, bought, ended up buying the Sawyer Permethrin spray. They have lotion, which you can put on yourself. And they have spray you can put on yourself. And then they have the permethrin, like, gear and tent stuff. So what we've done, and I actually just finished this the other day with our uh, with our gear, is we first rainproofed everything, or waterproofed it all, and then put the um, Sawyer permethrin gear spray on it. And I actually did for our pants, specifically in our rain jackets. I did two coats. I don't know if you're supposed to do two coats or not, but I was really didn't want to repeat. No, it's, it's good. With the, <laughs> no, it's, it's definitely good with two coats on there. Yeah. Uh, next question was how often will you wash your clothes? And this is something that I think we'll do that as needed. Um, whether it's in the sink at a gas station, when you go into town to wash your underwear every day. I mean, yeah. you got two pairs. I mean, I don't know about you, but I like my undies like fresh and clean <laughs> <laughs> as much as we can be. So, yeah. so really we're going to try to wash them as much as possible, but you know, we want to be hiking too. We don't want to be spending our time in town. No, it's a process. And actually, we'll wait on that because that's another question. But the next question is unrelated to what we were just talking about. Um, how often do you change your shoes? And then how many pairs of socks did you bring? Now, I think it's really funny um, about how often you change your shoes. Well, we're only bringing a pair of boots 
Uh, well, I'm bringing a pair of boots and I'm going to have a pair of water shoes. Um, those water shoes will also be my camp shoes. And I think I'm going to get just a pair of like knockoff Crocs because I have keen sandals, which I really, really like, but I don't, I can't hike in them for long periods of time because there's not enough like airflow in there. So my skin like softens and then I get like skin rubbed off where if I have a Croc, like, so I was just going to use it for like crossing water and stuff. Well, then why would I want to carry a heavy shoe? Just carry like a uh, super light crack yeah and... really light but i also am very clumsy so i wanted something with a closed toed like option and like water shoes it's just fabric it's not actually like a protection when you're actually going across rocks and stuff so i think i'm gonna go with a croc but i'll just have those two shoes so i mean you're only changing your shoes when you're going across the water or when um, you're in camp for me. Yeah, and it, they last about five hundred to a thousand miles. To a thousand miles, and you know, so. But you know that changes based on it's based on your weight, how you're how you wear it, and how much you're carrying. So we're chubby now. We're <laughs> excited to get done because we'll be super fit. But um, you know, five hundred miles will probably be where we want to be weight wise. And our, you know, all our shoes will probably last longer than the first pair did. Yeah, which yeah, will be for nice. Sure. And, yeah. and for the pairs of socks, you know, as I mentioned before, I'm going to carry three pairs of socks, one to sleep in if I have to. I actually hate sleeping. The fewer clothes I'm sleeping in, the better. Um, but really, just three pairs of socks that way I can kind of rotate them. Try to keep my feet as fresh as possible. Yeah, that's the biggest thing. You don't sk- skimp. On your socks, on your feet, your socks. You buy the twenty to thirty dollar pairs of shoes or socks that are, um, you know, the smart wool. Uh, you know, darn tough's amazing. I have fit socks and a pair of REI ones. They're just like a lightweight hiking, but they have a little bit of a pad to them. Don't skimp on your socks. Yeah, your body is one of the most important tools, and your feet are are carrying us on. So mm-hmm. we definitely that is a priority, um, no matter what we're doing. Very important. Yeah. Um, another thing too, kind of unrelated, but somewhat related is hot spots. If you're noticing a hot spot when you're hiking, that's when you put moleskin on, you don't wait until the blister is already formed or it's ruptured. It's yeah. Just a little yeah. Just got to nip those in the butt. Yeah. yeah. And listen to your body, you know, Hey, it's warm down there. Well, take off your shoe, fix it. Could be a rub spot. Could be what? a fuzz ball. Yeah. Could be a thorn. So the next question is, what are you, or are you going to have health insurance? What type and why did you choose the one that we chose? So I'm going to answer this one because it's been. Amy's a, been on the phone uh, for, uh, yeah. <laughs> for such a, a nightmare. Um, we, I kid you not, have checked like a dozen or more options. Costs, what do you get for it? How long is it? Do you do travel insurance? Do you do the world nomad? That's like. You know, a trip insurance, do you do Medicare? No, not Medicare because we don't qualify for that. Like MediShare, do you do um, like e-healthcare? Do you do government assisted? Do you, you, I mean, there's then the Blue Cross and Blue Shield. I mean, the Cobra, which is astronomical, never do Cobra. Um, I mean, just so many options. So what I started with is I went on the forums, the good old backpacking forums. And actually, I talk a lot about the forums and I never say the names of these forums. All you need to do is in the Facebook search bar, type in backpacking, Appalachian Trail, backpacking recipes, hiking in my area, you know, things like that, just wherever you're at. Or whatever your passion is. You know, yeah. You're able to find those 
little niche groups and communities. And um, they're all talking about stuff. They're asking questions and getting answers. And a lot of these groups are just sharing, you know, what they've learned from their experiences. So this is all information that, you know, we've learned. So anyway, I ended up getting a, a whole list of stuff and I looked at every single one. It's a nightmare. It's been terrible. I'm very stressed about it. And so anyway, long story short, um, we are going with a MetaShare option. And we are still finalizing all of that uh, with them for, for submitting the paperwork and everything. Um, but it's their, um, I think it's the $10,500. It's not a deductible. It's it, once you spent that much, it's essentially out of pocket. Out of pocket. So it's $5,250 a piece. It's like having a high deductible plan. Mm-hmm. And you, the. Except it's not through like a. It's a traditional, yeah, yeah it's, a traditional. It's, a, it's a different way. The government yeah. recognizes it, so yeah, you it's don't official. Have... We're not going to get the penalty or fine. Yeah, exactly, which is really nice. And then um, it's just the terminology, I guess, is just different. I don't know all the technical stuff of it, but essentially, so we got the, quote, unquote, the cheapest option. So that's a monthly um, uh, plan that is for a family, and it includes doctor's visits, ER, hospital, um, and it's unlimited maxes or whatever that terminology is. Like your yeah, your out of pocket max is going to be around ten thousand dollars. Anything out of that, they're going to cover of that. So it's really going to be for those catastrophic type injuries. You know, we break a leg. You know, ER appendicitis. Visits. Yeah, something or... that's you know really critical. Yeah. Um. So really, we're going to be able to cover everything up until that point, and then because we, the we big... got the coverage. Yeah, because the big concern is. With what we're doing, you know, we could have gotten travel insurance, but we're not just doing a through hike. We're then going to go travel for a few years. And if you only get, which is what I've learned, short-term medical insurance, once you reach that six months, you have to restart over on your deductible. So the cheapest ones are $5,000 deductible. But what if you were at, you know, four nine nine five? you're like, oh man, I got to start all over again. Or, you know, but you went over it or, you know, all these different situations. And so we didn't want to be in a situation where we ended up having something super major happen. And then we have like $400,000 worth of medical expenses. And here we just got out of debt. Now we're in debt because we didn't have healthcare or we had really crappy healthcare. And so the biggest thing I can say is, you know, everyone has their own priorities when they have um, healthcare, when they choose, like we don't have kids, we don't have any major medical expenses of pre-existing conditions or anything like that. So we're able to be a little bit more flexible, but read the fine print. That's the yeah. biggest thing I've learned. <laughs> See what the maxes are. You know, there's one we are interested in looking at, but your max is $125,000. Well, if you have anything happen, I mean, gosh, that's nothing. That is nothing in medical terms now. So, um, so that's what we're doing. Hopefully it works well. Um, we're hoping that when we actually do some seasonal work with the national parks, some of them do offer healthcare once you work a certain number of hours. So maybe that'll work out. We're not sure, but for now we are set, you know, for a yearly plan. We don't have to worry about it. And, um, if anything major happens, you know, we'll be, we'll be good to go. Yeah. And, and that kind of leads into, you know, how we prepared for the trip, you know, with our healthcare and everything like that. Um, so we've done all of our, our dentist, eye visits, everything under existing. Pap smear, yep. regular physical. I had some blood work done. Um, well, I have a thyroid condition, so I have to get my blood work done every year. So I actually have my blood work good um, until we get back. And then I'll actually have my blood work done again because it's been about a year. But it's really too soon to do it. 
but um, I had some other blood work done that was just like for some allergies and stuff. So I was able to find um, out about some allergies I had. But <laughs> needless to say, we got everything done, maximizing out on all of the kind of yearly things you do to maintain your health. Uh, we did all that before we're done with our uh, regular Blue Cross Blue Shield healthcare. Yeah. And, uh, you know, about a year and a half ago, I actually got bit by a dog um, in my previous job and ended up getting a tetanus shot. I was probably overdue for it and also had my rabies shot. So needless to say, uh, if any raccoons bring them on, um, I'm ready for it. The interesting thing was the rabies shot was worse, wasn't it? Than the, um, oh yeah. I than mean, the actual bite. Oh yeah, for sure. Cause I mean, it was, it, it drew blood through a couple layers of clothing, but the dog. Had, yeah, the dog, <laughs> but it had to go for repeat rabies shots. I think up to three times I had to go back just to get more shots. But, you know, from each butt cheek to shoulders, thigh. arm, thigh, I mean, they prodded me all over. It was more of a hassle than anything. But all good to go now. Got my tetanus shot, rabies shot. He's not mad, so we're Yeah, good. I'm not foaming <laughs> at the mouth. We're good here. Uh, next question. What has your fitness and nutrition been up to this point? Um, so... Myself, I've been trying to work out as much as possible, but honestly, it's definitely not what I wanted it to be. Um, just with getting everything prepped from the house, getting it organized, packed, packing, getting ready for the trip, leaving working our, full yeah, time, yeah, working full time, overtime, the second and third job, the dog taking care of the dogs, making sure to cook because you don't want to have to go out all the time because you're trying to eat healthy. There's not enough hours in the day. And it's been like ridiculously cold. Yeah. yeah. We finally have a nice warm spot. So now we have it. It's like, I want to go outside and not be stuck inside trying to do all this prep work. But yeah. So, I mean, so really we're trying to get out as much as possible. Like I've been trying to take the dogs for runs and, you know. Yeah, we haven't. Honestly, we haven't done what we wanted to do at all by any stretch of the imagination. But we both have gyms. Well, Jake works for a gym, but um you know, I have a gym in my office. And so we've both been trying to make sure to work out, um, at least a few times a week, if not every day, but there's just so much going on. It's just been really, really hard. Um, but part of our plan with when we do our through hike is we're starting with nine miles a day and working our way up. Like some of these people start with like ridiculous miles. We're not doing and, that, and especially want, with Sammy. Yeah. And we want to listen to our bodies, listen mm -hmm. to Sammy, you know, see how he's reacting to it. I mean, Sam, he's a little busybody. You know, he's going to be able to handle it fine, but we want to make sure his paws are conditioned to where they're good to go on on the new terrain, well, but also letting our bodies adjust. Exactly. We don't want to get injured. That's what a lot of people do. And there was just a post online about that the other day. Is oh, every year these newbies start out and they push themselves so hard and then they get, you know, sprained ankle. They get um, shin splints. I mean, who knows all the crazy things, you know, that just happen because you're using your body more than you're used to. And so we're not, and, and to be fair, you know, can you ever really fully train yourself for a through hike? I mean, unless you're through hiking every day, you know, that's the, th the, the, you know, that's what you're doing. And that's what we um, heard too on a lot of the podcasts of people that have done through hikes, they give recommendations and, um, and whatnot, but you know, no, we're not going to be that great in shape. You know, we're not going to be super fit and whatever, but you know, part of this journey for us is, it's, you know, getting um, into shape and, and then the 
the joy of, you know, fitting nicely in your clothes and feeling good. And so that motivation to when we're done to, to maintain that health and fitness, I think will be really good. So yeah. And our goal is just to get up to Baxter state park before snow flying and they close the park up there. Um, you know, so we really don't have a whole lot of time, a timetable. So we got built in zero days to where we mm-hmm. can be able to you know, listen to our body and to be able to respond on there. Yeah, the mileage that we've done is low mileage based on what we think Sammy can do, which is a max of 12 per day. We think that's low, but we planned our mileage, our food, and our funding based on that. And that's about 169 days. We have, I think, about 180-something to actually work with from when we start to when the mountain closes up at Mount Cadet in Maine. And so you know, we'll hope for the best. We'll see how it goes, but we've allowed for time to be sick, to have that hurricane come through, you know, to let one of us heal. Um, you know, I think that's very important. So we'll see how it goes again. It's just in theory. So we'll see how it goes. Yeah. We'll let you know in a couple months here, um, on the nutrition side of things, you know, we've been trying to eat as healthy as we can, uh, but with our chaotic lifestyle, it's been tough. Um, then Amy's mom, she's spoiling us as well. <laughs> oh, and she's a gourmet chef. So like every night, she's like, oh, yes, I'm making nice pork chops. And I mean, oh my gosh, she had, um, there was a birthday, my sister and then my mom, um, did a little like party to celebrate their birthdays. Cause, um, my sister's birthday's today. And then my mom's birthday's on the first. And so they had a yummy meal and my grandma make eggplant Parmesan. And then mom made a lemon raspberry lemon cake with cream cheese frosting for my sister. Cause that's her favorite. And then it, it seems like it's not, <laughs> there's just, always something. it's like not delicious. just a basic little sandwich. It's going to be all out. So it, I'm trying to moderate it, but it's like, it's one of our last good meals that we're going to have. That's what I'm telling myself. Like every day though. <laughs> and we're like, mom, we can't, it's, it's too good. So anyway, we did make a yummy meal. We being Jake made, um, a really good, um, uh, like a stir fry sort of thing. Today. Yeah. We, we just had so some good. different leftovers that been trying to, trying to ease up as much as possible. Um, yeah. So the next, work from there. sorry to interrupt. <laughs> so the next question was once on the trail, uh, was your training that you're doing now, you know, how is it, how do you think your body is going to feel, you know, once you actually get on the trail? And I know for me, it's like, I don't feel like I know that I haven't trained enough to be, because here's the thing in Georgia. I mean, you start out at Springer, you're going up to Springer mountain and it's like stairs the whole way, not the whole way. It's an eight mile. The approach get, trails. Yeah, yeah. Eight miles. And like a lot of it is stairs. And people are exhausted. It's like, well, if you don't go do stairs, you know, like you're going to be tired and you're carrying like 30 pounds on your back. The nice thing is in about a month to month and a half, we'll be 30 pounds lighter, most likely. And we'll be like, oh, it's like we don't have a pack on, you know, so that's going to be um, something that's going to be nice for us. We just have to make it that far. And, you know, we, we plan to do the whole thing. So. Yeah. And that kind of goes on how much weight we plan to lose on the trail um, for myself. I could lose 40 to 50 pounds easily um, to get back to my playing weight, as I would say, um, to where I'm feeling a little bit better and everything like that. Um, yeah. And I mean, I don't know how much, because, you know, you don't want to say it's honestly, a number. I, yeah. And honestly, yeah, it, it's it's a number. You know, I'm more or less, if I'm feeling good, heck yeah, let's go longer, harder. Um, but for that initial get go, let's take our time. 
let our bodies adjust, get a feeling for it, and just let yeah. it roll out. I mean, I think to say a number of, oh, I'm going to lose this many pounds. I, for me, my weight has always been a struggle. And like what I eat and how much I eat, it's just this content thing. And we live in a society where it's all about how much, you know, how much do you weigh? Do you have the gap in your thigh? You know, do you have abs? Do you have all these things? And for guys, you know, it's a whole other thing. It's very different ideals. And I don't want here, we're making this awesome life change. You know, we're made huge gains to live the life that we want. I don't want to be consumed with what I look like or how much I weigh or how good I look in my clothes. I want to feel really good. I want to be able to perform at really quality levels and know that I just crushed that mountain or that trail and I feel really good because I've been where I've trained and I've eaten well when I've done just certain outdoor stuff and I'm like wow I feel awesome I've done a variety of half marathons and I've done all sorts of cool things and I know when my body's at its peak and I want to be at that point so I don't want it to be a number I don't want it to be a, a pant size I want to feel really good yeah, and that, that's just listening to your body and, you know, getting to the point mm -hmm. where we're feeling good and we're we're cruising. We're doing what we love. And we're crushing it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so the, uh, the last question in this kind of segment, like the hygiene sort of segment, is will you need to buy new clothes uh, as you go on? And do you have a budget for that? And really, I got a belt, so I'm going to crank down <laughs> my, my <laughs> pants as, as I lose weight. Um, but really... We don't have a budget for it. We have budget for replacement gear of our shoes, socks, pants, uh, pants, underwear, underwear. Um, but okay. I mean, but I mean, that's just pretty minimal, and we're just going to pick that up on the trail from different outfitters as we see fit. I'm not going to order something and have it mail drop from Amazon without trying it on or seeing it. Um, yeah, because it's a thing, you know. We're going to go through who knows how many pairs of pants and tops and things because you're just hard on your clothes when you wear them every day you know and you clean them as often as we're gonna with washing in the water and you know caught on thorns or you know you fall and whatever you know so it's we do have a budget for clothing socks well we have um pants specifically socks underwear and then we got, for shirts, we got, uh, my mom is going to be sending those out. Because yes. we already have some of those dialed in. Yeah, and the shirts we have are, like, fitted already. And so they'll probably be a little loose. But, like, we never actually had that many pair of um, backpacking pants. Or, like, you know, those type, that style. So we're using what we have. And the other pair of pants I had are tick attracted. So I'm not bringing those. <laughs> <laughs> So the next question is now we have a few questions about our little fur baby, Sammy, because of course everyone's worried about little Sammy and we actually rescued him. I think we mentioned that in previous uh, podcasts, but we rescued him from a um, shelter that was out of Shadron, Nebraska. I think it's Pence friends of pets is the name of it and uh, they rescued him from a kill shelter out of new mexico so anytime he's being a little turd or causing a ruckus and he looks at me all apologetic i feel like he's saying love me i was abandoned because <laughs> they found him abandoned on the streets in new mexico but um anyway that being said um one of the questions is what does sammy's vet say about this type of through hike you know for the type of dog he is yeah, and we really asked the vet, you know, specifically, you know, but we came armed with all the different research that we did for for the through hike on them. 
you know, we know he's going to be burning a lot more calories. So we've got a high calorie food. So we'll let the vet know about that. And that's like perfect. And they're like, really just watch his paws and, you know, make sure that he has all of his vaccinations up to date. We did get his rattlesnake vet vaccination as well um, to get him prepped for it. And, and on the trail, we're going to have to get a, another rabies shot, but that shouldn't be too bad. Just popping into a bed and yeah, his is, his expires in July. And so it was too soon to do it in March. And so we'll just have to do it in the, but that's easy. And we actually have all of the paperwork with us. It's, um, we took picture, actually we scanned it, we scanned it. Um, and then we have it saved in our phone. If anything happened that he had to do a surgery or, you know, something like that, we do have all of those medical records, but it is important to have their rabies information and the little tag on their collar in case your dog ever escapes that someone knows that he's not like a, like a wild dog. Because uh, also posts we've seen, there's a lot of like random dogs that follow people through sections of the <laughs> through hike. So um, it just helps kind of identify that this is a dog that ran away versus a dog that's just um, unattended. Out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So really that's kind of, and that was another question is what sort of shots did he you know, get before going? You know, so making sure that his rabies vaccination was the rattlesnakes va- vaccination. But really with the bet, you know, just really watch his paws, make sure that they're well taken care of. We got booties for him, a couple different types. We got mushers wax as well to kind of help um, his paws really get softened and really toned for the trail. So depending on what type of terrain that we're going through, that he's he's really good to go. And that's really what, why we're going to be watching his paws as much as possible. Yeah, the other thing too, uh, because the ticks are such an issue out there, the we have uh, Frontline. And everyone's like, oh, you got to use the pill form. Well, we already have like five months worth of Frontline that we bought from last season. So we're going to use that up. And then once that is gone, then we'll buy the pills for future. Um, Because here where we live, there's no ticks in the winter. And uh, up there, I guess they are found all year round, which I thought was interesting. I did not know that. Uh, That's what research will do for you. (laughs) Um, So what happens if Sammy gets hurt? And we'll leave them somewhere or ship them home. And do we have a budget for vet bills? This is a question that we get all the time. And the thing that's hard is that, yes, we love Sammy. And we want to do what we can to take care of him if something bad happens to him. But on the other hand, if we are very um, aware of it, we have him on a leash. You know, we keep him by us. He has his shot collar. You know, he's in our presence. The likelihood of something severe happening to him diminishes significantly because he's not running amok. You know, he is still a puppy. You know, he's under two years old. He's excited. He's happy to be with you. And, you know, it's part of the reason why we're not doing crazy mileage is because I don't think he can handle it. It's not good for his little body. You know, he's still growing and you know everything so we want to make it so he's having a good time but he's a red healer mix and he's a working dog that's their breed yeah he's just a busybody non-stop um our lab pippy is like slow down sammy i compared her to eeyore today and she's like like she's the happy you couldn't ask for a better dog she is delightful yeah and, and sammy is tigger so he's just he, is. <laughs> he just pounces right up you know he can jump up to chest high which we're working on so if you see him on the trail you know yeah <laughs> so we warned. don't 
you know, the next question is, if he hates it, will you send him home? We just don't think that there's any way he's not going to love it. He loves people. He loves dogs. He loves babies. I mean, he loves everybody. So for him, he smiles like he gets this big smile on his face. I can't imagine that he's not going to have the time of his life. And he's going to cuddle with us. I mean, we have his own little sleeping, sleeping, sleeping mat for him. And uh, Jake's mom got him his little puffy jacket. So he's, he's going to be his sleeping. He's got his his own pack. I mean, he's gonna the, be the dog, is, dog is outfitted better than I am at times, I think. So. And he gets to cuddle in between us. I mean, he's going to be in his glory. So he's going to have a blast. And we'll just make sure, you know, the big thing with dogs is, you know, they can't speak for themselves and they can't take care of themselves. You know, we're their advocates advocates and so he's he is our fur baby you know we don't have any kids him and pippy there are our children and so we want to make sure to take care of them as, as best as possible and um you know and, and if something does happen where it's severe um you know take care of him to the best of our abilities and you know if, if something really bad does happen to him we'll love him through that and and um and know that his life was well lived and that he was very well loved, but God forbid that that happens. Yeah. And we got a first aid kit that we're able to be able to utilize on him. We got different gear for him, you know, for different elements and, you know, worst case scenario, we can always pack him out in our bag. He weighs about 38 exactly. pounds. So we're perfectly fine and capable of doing that. So, and we do have a budget for like, if he did break a leg or something like he's not going to be out down for the count forever. Like we could, figure out some solution, you know, maybe someone can foster him for like a month while he heals and then we can meet up with him or, you know what I mean? Like we would figure that out. But again, like I talked about previously, we're going to try to alleviate those chances of that stuff actually happening. So, yeah. So that is it for the Sammy questions. Next kind of rolls into the logistics side of things. Uh, the first question, the logistics, how are we going to get into town to get our resupply boxes? And about how far is town from the trails? Um, for the distance from the trails, it's between 2 to 15 miles. Technically zero. Some of the towns are like right on the trail. You have to like walk like a block. Those will be great days <laughs> for resupplies. <laughs> yeah, spending less time in town, you know, would be perfect. And then, you know, the post office boxes, you know, they're only open certain hours of the day. So Sunday, they're not open. Yep. Closed half half the day on Saturday and you know and we've heard so much mixed reviews from people online that have done the through hike, they were great the boxes were great or they were pain in the butt oh it's better to do to get your food in town, you know again this is our first through hike we really wanted to be as economical as possible, you know we're we bought so much stuff in bulk yeah. we saved yeah. I mean a ridiculous amount of money on food and to get quality nutrition i mean good, yeah, good luck in that in town yeah i'd rather pack my body with fewer calories that are more nutrition dense foods mm -hmm. and calorie dense foods versus you know higher calorie of just junk honey buns and snickers and i mean there's people just high carbs high sugar that burns off quick that is not sustaining and refueling your body to perform for that next day um but the stuff that is high in protein and good for you is you know more expensive and the other thing too is when you go into town some of these towns are expensive to get those foods so we calculated out our box so with each food box it's like a priority box from the usps um, there's like a, their flat rate fee. There's three days worth of food in there for two people, humans, and then three days worth of food for Sammy. There's our face wipes and our vitamins. And then, uh, Jake's mom can like throw in if we need like new lotion or if we need 
toothpaste, toothpaste, or you know whatever. She can kind of kind of fit it in. Um, <laughs> but there's five days are the best because you have enough room in there in the priority box because it's two of the large, no, two of the medium boxes. That's five days, and you have enough room to stuff something else in there. So, and the other thing too, we got feedback on is um, uh, you're gonna get sick of the same food all the time. We already thought of that, and we have. We like, got a quite a variety. variety. Yeah, oh yeah, for <laughs> the sure. The only thing that we're having the same every single day is our protein powder is a shake, um, because we we know we're just gonna get sick of just consuming and chewing and everything like that, and so we have the shakes, but they're pretty tasty. I don't foresee that being like an issue, and at that point you're just drinking it to sustain yourself. It's not like it's gross or anything like that. Yeah. And kind of going back to the question, how we're going to get it to town to the resupply, you know, some, some of them we can hike, um, and there, there's others that we're going to have to get a shuttle. There could be trail angels. We could be hitching to get into Taxi, those towns Uber as well. Tax well. Uber. I mean, there's a laundry list of ways to be able to get into town. The specific issue related to this question was the safety associated with hitchhiking on the East coast in the States. There's 14 States where the Appalachian trail goes through hitchhiking, trail magic that is the way of that area that a lot of people do that doesn't mean that you're not going to have stuff that could potentially happen with jake and i being together um you know male and a female also have a a dog dog. um you know you, you if they look creepy we're obviously not taking a ride from them um you know but hitchhiking is an option if we're not comfortable we may not do it some people don't hitchhike some people only hitchhike. You know, I think it's just going to be seeing how we're comfortable. But there are trail angels out there. There's people that's 10 bucks. Get a ride into town, you know. So we have options. And that's the biggest thing is knowing what your options are so you can do what's comfortable for you. Yeah. And, you know, we've made it this far in life. Uh, we're still around. We're not kidnapped or anything like that. So I, I'm not too afraid of it. Um, you know, especially... I mean, I am, <laughs> but you know, we'll, that's... we'll say like Sammy, he's a great judge of character, you yeah. know, just taking him for a walk. If there's a sketchy character walking by back of his hair on his, uh, back comes raised up, you know, so we're just going to be using our senses and to be able to, you know, really, really look at, yeah, at, at, at that, you know, going forward. I'm not, I'm not too worried about it. It's one of those things that it's unknown and. We'll, we'll cross we'll, that bridge when we get yeah. there. <laughs> <laughs> we'll let you know how it goes. Yeah. Um, and then the next question is, what is your plan if someone tries to hurt either of you? Uh, what about wild animals? So with that, um, you know, it's kind of common sense. You know, do you go like, you know, do you as a single person, do you go walk in a dark alley in the middle of the night at 3 a.m.? No. So it's like we're going to be safe. We're going to be very aware of our surroundings. We are carrying bear spray. Um, the whole issue of um, carrying a gun, not carrying a gun. You know, there's all these um, pros and cons. We don't want to get into that sort of conversation. We are choosing to carry bear spray. Um, you don't have to worry about the legalities associated with, you know, seriously maiming somebody. Um, but it Plus is it's more effective, term. you know, it like is. if for wildlife, you know, if you're coming across a bear that's aggressive or anything like that, you know, you can put that up. Um, and really to be able to protect yourself. Mm-hmm. You don't have to have a permit to have uh, bear spray. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So that's what we're going to do with that. And then uh, the next question is, are you bringing like a satellite phone or a spot? And uh, along the AT from what we've read and looked at the Verizon map, uh, we have Verizon for our cell phone coverage. 
um, we're just going to be bringing our cell phones on that. So really literally a hundred percent of people are like, you have cell reception pretty much the whole way. <laughs> so we don't need a satellite phone. Yeah. And then a spot. I mean, gosh, with, for those who don't know what a spot is, it is like a little GPS that you carry that's actually on you. You attach it to your pack and it can send out a distress signal if you're in an emergency situation. But you can also send like a text message to whoever your like contact person is, like your parents or your significant other or whatever that says, made it to next spot, I'm safe. Or it can just be as simple as an automatic, I'm safe. And you can do that each day. My dad has one. He does a lot of hunting. Comes in great. My mom, you know, loves using it. We're not, I mean, it's not crazy remote. I mean, we're going at the peak time. There's going to be lots of people. And it's not going to be that darn subscription to having spot is expensive. So we're going to wait until we're in a remote area to actually have it. (laughs) Yeah. So we're just going to be using our cell phones, you know, for our telecommunication. And that's really what we're going to be using for our podcast as well. And that kind of rolls into our next question is, uh, what would be super tired at the end of the day to do our podcast? And really, this is something that, you know, it's a passion of mine. I love technology and love rolling out with a podcast. So we're going to be, I don't think we're going to be tired. I know there'll be times that we don't want to, um, but that that's part of the experience that we want to be able to share with you is what are day and day and out ventures. Uh, I guarantee you months down the road, the answers to all these questions are going to change. Oh, for sure. And the thing too is like, I know we will be tired, but I, I got the idea when we started even talking about this from a gal who did, I think it was last year, she did like daily journal entries, but through her podcast. But the thing that I thought was you could never hear her very well. So whatever speaker system she had, uh, you couldn't really hear it. Like came in and out, the reception wasn't good or what, I don't know what system she was using. You couldn't hear. And then she rambled on, but you're like, I really want to know, like, how is it going? And then like, she stopped doing them. So, uh, you know, obviously she decided not to continue through, but I was sad because like, that's so cool. And the thing that of why we're doing podcast versus like YouTube videos is that we've never had an unlimited data plan. And I like listening to something while I'm driving, um, with, you know, my job, I drove around a lot, taking care of customers and seeing, you know, things like that. Oh, same here and living in Minneapolis, you know, we're, I mean, I was commuting an hour both ways, you know, to and from work. So, I mean, I could listen to the radio and music as much as I wanted, but then I got into podcasts. So that kind of inspired me. Well, it's free. It's free and it's awesome to listen to other people's stories. Yeah. And you can download the episodes when you're on Wi-Fi. You can actually have your setting be download new episodes only on Wi-Fi. So it makes it really nice. And so that's what we do. And that's what we're going to do on the trail. I have like 15 podcasts that um, I have uh, subscribed to. I got all the recommendations from other through hikers. So I know that the podcasts are very entertaining. So that'll be good. And then I'll be able to narrow them down which ones I really love. But um, yeah, so. So that really kind of wraps up our Q&A session from the majority of the questions that we got from our friends, coworkers, family, um, you name it. Numerous, (laughs) numerous people. (laughs) Yeah, the people that we've seen talk with. Um, So till next time, we'll see you guys out there. If you like what you've heard, please share our podcast with your friends and family, wherever and however you listen to your podcast. Feel free to subscribe to our channel and write us a review too. 
you can submit questions that you want answered through our website at www.unnamedadventures.com backslash podcast or catch us on all social media platforms.